1: Welcome to the Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dadley Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidwick here to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, Shat, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0 by- oh. <laughs> oh. Pay Per Views Premium Live event, we have interviews roundtable discussions and a round of the week completes a really good quiz of course on wrestle culture. as I said though joined by Michael Hanford and Michael Sidgwick So look ahead to Dynamite tonight all the fallout from full gear of course and I don't think it's too sort of hyperbolic to say this is one of the most important Dynamites of the year isn't it
2: it is and anyone's going to watch it and Twitter's <laughs> going to be absolutely you almost said a shot down there as yeah. well let's not gloss over that <laughs> uh, yeah it's going to be the most excruciating day in the history of wrestling Twitter and again think of the ground that covers because it's taking place on thanksgiving oh
3: yeah Um, thanksgiving
2: eve is it or is it on that i never know
3: Uh, eve i think thursday either way uh, smackdown either way
2: as we all know and everyone will forget or pretend to forget everyone's going to pretend to forget that the same thing happens every single year it's an abysmal rating an aberration because
3: was it thanksgiving Eve last wednesday as well
2: well that's what no, I'm gonna say. I so bad. But the buy rate for full gear was pretty damn good. Yeah, that's
3: true. So and you wind your fing
2: neck in. <laughs> um look, no one's gonna watch it. I don't care. This is the Millwall episode of Dynamite. <laughs> Amazing. Because it looks goddamn great. Yeah. There's everything announced thus far, other than the last minute J Lethal match that'll get <laughs> pinged in the bottom corner. Just like the Japanese World Cup team. yeah. Yeah. What a great upset that was. Just great drama for the neutral. Mm. Um, Yeah, everything looks either fantastic, very, very fun, or even if the match quality is not quite there, the result is really... um, A lot of people have got a lot resting on a result of a certain Mm. match, even if it doesn't look too great.
3: Yeah, I like there's a, uh, a weird overtone to some of the stuff on this. But I think that's a nice distraction away from what should be like the headline thing, which is, you know, this is the start of the MJF era. It's got to, like, typically, obviously, AEW, if you're doing it in a normal pay-per-view-to-pay-view cycle rather than what happened after All Out, we'd sometimes say, yeah, it's going to be table setting. This could be, but looking at this card, it seems like they're going for something slightly more eventful Mm. than just a bunch of uh, obvious winner, obvious loser matches. And that's maybe not the worst thing because... They got through. I would say they kind of survived the all-out to full gear cycle um, and did a pretty good job of it, ultimately. There were were more good Dynamites than bad ones, subjectively, despite the fact that so many plans must have been thrown up in the air. So, theoretically, this is Tony Khan. He he does book pay-per-view to pay-per-view, and sometimes that's the worst rather than for better, but this is him getting things back to as he would have wanted them. MJF would have been walking out in Chicago as the AW World Champion had that press conference all out, still never happened. So this is the first time that he hasn't had to book on the fly a little bit. And I think that's, I'm quite interested to see what maybe this would have looked like all along now that he's cleaned up some of the messes. Yeah, he's
2: had time to actually prepare this show. And um, ultimately, he's always best with a destination in mind. And there's big winter is coming mm. ramifications yeah. for this. so
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we're going to see, well, presumably and hear from uh, of the new world champion. Arguably more interesting to hear what, um William Regal's got to say, of course, with his involvement in the main event on, on Saturday too.
2: Yeah, I mean, time of recording is uh it's half past three. That's um irritating because I want to do an American piss take. A quarter from four <laughs> <laughs> What? It's quarter two. <laughs> it's quarter two. Anyway, I love the Yanks, especially the followers. Quarter after four. <laughs> yeah, it would quarter, be quarter past. Yeah, yeah. Quarter before eight. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever. At time of recording, half past three. We are only scheduled to hear from Regal hmm. and not MGF. And as he said at the uh, press conference, the full gear one, because whenever you hear press conference now, you just think, all right, see, I'm blowing up the world. <laughs> the full gear press conference, he said that, um, unlike you losers, I'm going to go in a... F- uh, flying a private jet to a movie set so he might not actually be on the show mm. at least live oh, yeah. so yeah maybe it is on william regal at this point to sell um the story and ultimately they've been telling the story i think all along yeah. i don't know if they eventually had the plan all along to have mgf aligned with regal certainly the idea was for mgf to win the title before regal was even either uh, even signed yeah. Easy for me to say um but you know they've worked something out and they've changed plans very slightly. I don't know if he's even going to be his manager. Not as if he needs a mouthpiece. I would love William Regal to commentate. That's always been a nice role in the BCC. He doesn't have to speak for Mox, But in the matches, he can. And that's great. You get double the great pro <laughs> hello, hello, Jim.
3: Hello, Taz. Hello, you masked c*****. Yeah. <laughs> pay off that long-running joke on that yeah. Twitter, love
2: because you, hate it, and you oh, want, I hate it he hates it and he wants people like, oh, he also like the acclaim he's very mean spirited my uh, very good friend Michael Hampton he could uh, pay off that wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, full but, villain but the story all along yeah he can't do that anymore yeah. he's been very he's, he's a pro he knows what he's doing when there's a really important BCC match he's always gone oh Excalibur can't uh, do the flirting tonight because it's too important so you'll know he's bloody rolling, of course he will. But it should at this point, time of recording, and um, be up to him to sell the story, and it's one they've told since his very first promo of Brian Danielson. Light, love of my life, the greatest of all time. Oh, yeah, Moxie retired maybe because he's so violent. And I think all along, before everything changed, the idea was that he was going to align with a heel Danielson, and they were maybe gonna go for some Cobra Kai-esque dojo splits. Mm. Would have been great, I might
1: mean, yeah. get good. <laughs>
2: It was bloody good.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) But
2: we are where we are, and I think we're in a really good place. I don't even know if he's going to be MJF's manager. As I said, he can commentate and not take away the wonderful promo time. He could just say, I don't like that little toe rag either, but O-D-V. Love a toe rag. Toe rag. Love a toe rag reference. Was it
1: original? Do
2: Americans have have toe rags?
3: They do because of Regal. I would imagine. What's
2: his ODV thing? Ordinary Dirty Villain or something like that. Something Something like like that. But he says, I I think he's a toe rag as well, but John Moxley, I've been waiting years and years and years and years to get my vengeance on you, and I've done it. Hmm. Where Regal goes from there, don't know, but I would like a Regal-MGF combination. There is such a thing as, like, two great things at once, like Callus and Omega, which is the superior version of Bockwinkel-Heden, Vincent it's not, it's Vince and the Rock was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Punk, uh, punk and Heyman in yeah. twenty thirteen, they had the most irresistible we are so above this energy. Yeah. It wasn't very good for ratings, but in yeah. terms of an actual heel, you he just thought, oh, you you turn into a perfect a
3: cock. First time Heyman did the boxer belt thing, didn't he? he would walk around the ring with a belt up behind yeah. the punk holding it? That was so air. it could work, it could work this. But I think that's the story they're telling. That's the motive. Might they um, I've been trying to think about Sir so John Moxley. There's obviously, it's you know, off camera, so it doesn't need to count. But you see him uh, coming round. There's fan footage of you. see him coming around after the show and the Blackpool Combat Club is surrounding him and explaining to him that Regal's turned. That's what's happened. Is it possible tonight? Because we all know that... Moxley's supposed to be getting his holiday in his vacation, that was something he said on air, so that's kind of this nice fun wrinkle but it's not, it doesn't make sense in kayfabe, does it? Like John Moxley should be raging. Is it possible that William Regal addresses his enemies and in this case his first enemy is Wheelie because he realised when MJF made such a fool of Wheelie Eater that um, why have we let this Complete loser into Blackpool Combat Club. Oh, that's why because he hung with John Moxley. So John Moxley's weak too. And I've realised that MJF is the guy that I need to sort of go to now for my meal ticket. Does Moxley come out tonight and brutalise William Regal and get himself suspended? And then that like you still get to Regal being with MJF down the line. But is that a storyline way for Moxley? He, he cannot be held off him, and like there has to be actions taken because a MJ- broadcaster. Ah, yeah. Like and there was the there was the idea that MJF might be involved. They don't with have him. to be consistent. No, like did he, he threw Tony Schiavone to the ground, didn't he? Yeah, and he yeah. Didn't get suspended yeah, for there was that. For nothing for that. So it'd be tricky. But I just Moxley's got to get revenge at the earliest opportunity. So you need a logical. He could just disappear, but even then, you could do an explanation, couldn't you? Where like where is he? Yeah, he's it's he's had a few days to. His head together.
1: I do like the idea of them going,
3: oh, they William Regal's thoughts
1: there on uh, the main event, and uh, now we'll cross over live to John Moxley just on a beach with some sunglasses. Yeah, well, can't win them all.
2: <laughs> I'll deal with this in six weeks. Yeah. It doesn't feel obviously. a mocktail, right. obviously. Yeah. Oh, not, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, and uh, congratulations, Marves. You got a few weeks backstage chatting to people again because uh, yeah, Renee's taking a few weeks off as well. Uh, not well. Actually, no. We'll stick with the with the world title. Actually, because as part of tonight, obviously, we are going to find out who MJF's first challenger is going to be. There's been the elimination tournament going on, and tonight, Michael Hamlet. It is Ethan Page versus a man who is absolutely out of his depth. <laughs> uh, that's, <laughs> uh, that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a joke. I we love Ricky Starks. Obviously, we think he's an absolute piece. That's just a. Bit of a light-hearted ribbing from the uh, road to uh, Ricky Starks. Who do you think MJS first challenge is going to be? Because you could argue both, couldn't you?
3: No, it's Ricky Starks. I uh, I thought um, that the booking was I tried, Ethan. <laughs> I thought it was really good booking to have Ricky Starks have to sell the uh, working twice. The injuries that he'd sustained and he did the first half of that job magnificently in that match against Brian Cage. I understand the argument for taking things off. I'm, I'm not sitting on a podcast advocating to add matches to an E.W. pay-per-view. So I understand why people were happy that it was lifted and put on this dynamite instead. I thought it made more sense on the pay-per-view. It added more drama to have Starks working from underneath. I just don't think there's enough to this. I know that MJF is... They're in a weird spot. He's more of a babyface than even they accounted for. The brass knuckles did not scan as a heel turn. It scanned as the fans getting what they wanted because thankfully somebody was on MJF's side. So they might have a harder job, but I do still think they want to, based on the press conference especially, they want to book MJF as a I fooled you all along heel. Like, nobody was really fooled. I think everybody just enjoyed him being, <laughs> him like cracking his smile while he cracked wise. Yeah. Uh, so I just think... The plan is still Ricky Starks, MJF for a heel, Babyface. The so winter's coming. It's a good opportunity. It's a good match for Starks to lose because he's kind of where MJF was when MJF lost to Moxley first time around. A guy that is there but can is maybe not quite there just yet. Uh, so I think he wins. I think he'll do a good job of selling that he's still quite hurt off the cage and Archer stuff. So Ethan Page gets the bulk of it, and Starks really shows his Babyface fire. But I just think this identical story would have actually been better on Saturday.
2: I think this has been absolutely tremendous Now I disagree I don't mind when in fact it's happened because if anything it not happening on the pay-per-view just added that bit more drama to the main event cause I what, agree because what Tony Khan has been guilty of in the past um, two years ago All Out 2020 um, Lance Archer won the Casino Battle Royale mm. And then he sat ringside for MGF Moxley and MGF versus Lance Archer. Heel MGF versus heel Lance Archer did not look like a match that was ever going to happen. Mm. So instantly I was like, ah. Tony Khan has subverted a bad habit of his to absolutely wonderful effect here because he put Ethan Page front and center, first in the bracket, first to do a promo about the tournament. And because you know Tony Khan's history of telegraphing the life out of certain results, Everyone has thought, right, okay, well, babyface MGF versus Ethan Page. And as it drew nearer to full gear, you kind of thought, well, MGF said snake quite a bit. (laughs) But at least they removed that um, doubt, or added the doubt rather, um, by not giving it away at full gear because you thought, oh, he could work as face against a heel Ethan Page. So I thought that whole booking around Ethan Page has been tremendous, genuinely. Mm. I think it's like the way they've deftly dovetailed the Eliminator tournament and the main event and the surrounding storyline. It even made the film, like, interesting. So I had all the time in the world for that. Obviously, it's trending now towards... MJF is the babyface that fans refuse to take seriously as a heel. So the trick now, or the challenge, rather, is for AEW to line up enough good babyfaces... TV and pay-per-view level for this to not be completely untenable. The last thing we want after three months we worked out, Mm. not particularly difficult math, but um, (laughs) three months of not having a baby face and a heel. Yes, I'm not not saying that. All shades of gray is bad. I'm just saying three consecutive bouts of it was getting a little bit much. Now they've got Ricky Starks in Texas, potentially if he wins, against MGF. But I think the true genius of this is that they've booked Ethan Page, so prominently as part of this Eliminator, and they've stacked the sympathy on Ricky Starks that what could be, in terms of the action, a Gentleman's Three it's going to be really dramatic because people want Ricky Starks Mm. to win. I do think Ethan Page should go with him the next time they have a babyface champion just to see if he can reach that level because a lot of people do. I'm not convinced, but whatever. But he's just the best red herring imaginable here. And I think I'm going to enjoy and get way more out of what I expect to be three and a half star ceiling than like a million four and a quarter star matches mm-hmm. where the action's a little bit more spectacular because I really want Starks to win. I completely agree. I'm fully invested. In it. I obviously want Starks to win, but yeah, I could
1: see what they could do with with Page and the firm. So you could, like you say, I'm not completely dismissing it. I'd do this going forward. Have every eliminator that you're going to do finish after the, the world champion that yeah. they're going to be facing because I, I completely agree. I do get that
3: typically because you're right. There's always that foreshadowing. and it's really hard to avoid. And even when somebody wins a chip, Something like that, and they've got the, they've got next, even that's difficult, isn't yeah. it? Like, it's not even just something like mm. a tournament where somebody's had to gut their way through, right. so yeah. Um,
1: I suppose if you want to get MJF booed tonight, just haven't come out to court of personality, I and mean, it's not like they're gonna piss off punk anymore. I so. think <laughs> it
2: was Phil Lindsay on Twitter, um, from Bleacher Report, good <laughs> follow, said that look, a lot of people want the elites to have fun with CM Punk or whatever, if they want to nip that in the bud have the Chicago crowd, and we'll get to the sentiment or what we think it will feel like imminently, but if they want a potentially hostile pro-punk Chicago crowd to get this, we want punk here, and we're gutted that he's not um, mentality out of their systems, have MGF come out first, if indeed he's available, and just do some subtextual (laughs) CM Punk stuff. Because he's the devil, he comes out to this
3: fire burns. (laughs)
2: Mm, Yeah, that would be great someone said like the movies do call the personality but at the same time they're dancing around punk with various characters on being the elite post shows even in the main event of the go home full gear I still think they're reticent to have their fun and have a heel soak up the heat that's kind of on the office at this point um, and really directly in the text mention CM Punk because of the defamation potential that hangs over everything.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.
1: Well, let's talk about uh, the Elite because they're in their yeah. second match of a potential seven, and we hope seven, uh, series with Death Triangle, of course. Um, I don't know. I was going to ask you then something that might give your hand a little bit for all of our future predictions. But do you see this going, swinging one way, then swinging another, in a much the same way that Germany-Japan did earlier on today? <laughs> you think, well, there's there's no coming back from that. And then, oh, they bloody come. Is it, is it another win for, for Death Triangle tonight with... A possible usage of a hammer, and you flipping did it again from pack that we loved so much over the weekend. But that's one of the
2: genius layers of this absolutely incredible, very bold but inspired idea. Look, just as in a general sense, I think there's been a lot of apprehension about whether this can be this good over seven matches. Of course, it can. I. Wouldn't doubt that Kenny Omega's asked for it using his creative influence, not control his influence, because the amount of storytelling they can get out of this should be tremendous. The fact that there's seven matches to come means that by match four, five, or six, it should be a little bit more obvious, but they've got drama out the ass to play with for matches two and three, like luxuriating that, like every single near fall is going to be amazing. And because it's not for the ultimate prize, but it all counts towards it, like everything's going to mean something and it's going to be fantastic they could go 2-0 down here and do the big comeback They could go 1-1 and as you say like there's a million things they can do so i'm really excited for this and i'm already a complete nerd i think they'll go 2-0 down mm. i think they'll go 2-0 down i think they'll work out one clever trick with the hammer one more clever trick with the hammer do that i think the elite will in the third match and i know i'm getting ahead of myself But that's, again, the permutations. What I'm about to say could be irrelevant this time next week if they go with the Elite winning. Um, But if they go with Death Triangle with another canny use of the Hammer tonight, they could theoretically, in the third match, the Elite could anticipate what they're going to do with the Hammer and then win and get away from it in the third match. But I do think they go 2-0 down. I think they'll have one more great Hammer spot. And I've just, like the complete mark for the Elite that I am, have spent a little bit too much of my time um, when I should be like being a husband and parent and uh, <laughs> content creator, coming up with various spots they could do because they are going to tell a lot of spots where they can't just do the same match, and they won't do the same match. They're creative and genius enough to not do the same match. And the whole idea of having this much ter- like terrain to explore is that they could have they could build so many story beats across it. Now, um, Nick Jackson in every single match does the same spot like a lot of wrestlers do, it's their arsenal where it's a bit weird how close to his brother <laughs> and his taint that he gets <laughs> <laughs> when Matt Jackson goes upside down and spreads his legs yeah, in I the room. for uh, For Nick to do that sort of, Excalibur would know what it is, but I don't, but that died. Yeah. If you noticed, in the first match, they had a way of reversing such moves, and Death Triangle arrived at a triple stereo tombstone spot. Oh, yeah. What if? Because he land, if if Pack catches him, because he'd done that in the first match, and the idea is, in a series, you're meant to work out what your opponents are doing. He could catch him and just do a tombstone to the outside. <gasps> and then Matchaxon, unaware, could do a moonsault off, and then Penta... Catches him and then does a tombstone. So you can build a tombstone thing. You can build the everything thing. You could do storyline injuries. This is the shoe thing, remember? With shoe the, still the Jacksons. Yeah. Oh, my God. Remember, I'm the one who pointed it out. Yeah. No, I didn't. Matt Jackson himself pointed it out. I think he was disappointed that nobody oh got God. it.
3: What about if he gets the shoe out of the bag and people are looking at the tax, but actually inside the shoe there's a second hammer. Ooh. Oh. they loaded, loaded the shoe with a hammer.
1: Was it you who suggested a big seventh match that they may have had before?
2: Yeah, they should do Escalera de la Muerte oh. in California for the Trios uh, Championship seventh match.
3: Oh, my God. Oh my
2: God.
1: Um, your thoughts on, on the match and how they're going to be received in Chicago? I
3: don't know. I do not know. I, CM Punk ins- I want to talk
2: about that as well, sorry.
3: Yeah. CM Punk himself was uh, not booed, but not as warmly received as you would have imagined after the John Moxley experiment and indeed after MJS surprise return at the pay view there was at least a mixed reaction in Chicago for CM Punk until that and I hated it on the night as well I went off CM Punk in the night before I fell in love with him all over again at the scrum the <laughs> um, Ace, the Ace Steel like rah-rah speech I hate this I want John Moxley to win I want him to drill his head into the mat when Ace Steel was like basically CM Punk's Don Callis for the night <laughs> Fat boy I that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, hated that. I hated that whole thing and uh but so You're a, a virgin, fat boy! <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. All I'm trying to say is... Yeah, we know what they're trying to say. Like, I wonder if Chicago remembers. Yeah. Right? So I wonder how, like, Chicago feels. Like, again, I wonder how they feel in general about how punk is being portrayed. Um, This is Chicago, but Chicago has been an AEW city since before AEW was a thing, right? So what we know about AEW is that AEW's most hardcore fans pick the elite over anything else. And mm. that's their cross to bear. But... In Chicago... It's a reality of the promotion
2: that you can't sanction.
3: I hate it. And, like, they're stepping on their own dicks, IMO. But, like, so, hey. where, so where does that crowd go? Like, where, well, that's where? like
2: Kenny Omega, and I think he's great. So. Well,
3: I, do you know what? <laughs> this brings me on to the match, because I love Kenny Omega too. I think the Elite are going to lose this Best of 7 series. Ooh. Because I felt the most I felt for Kenny Omega since 2021, when I saw the Wrestle Kingdom advert, when I saw that he was going to be at the Tokyo Dome, wrestling a singles match in a big, like, I want this match... Like, don't put him in the trios. division sucks ass, actually. But you know how you make it not suck ass is have seven incredible matches. And it turns out Death Triangle win in the end. Young Bucks go back. Like, previously, they would have been the champions. They would have gone on. And they were, obviously, that was going to happen. But I've actually decided that I think the way to get these belts over is to have seven incredible matches. The Young Bucks go back to the tags. Kenny goes back to the singles in a company that now needs a single star more mm, than it did yeah. when Punk was there uh and you get you st- it goes to 4-3 like uh, i think you yeah. so just nailed that prediction with the end but had you have in hindsight had you have taken the belts off death triangle it would have been as kind of lame as we all forecast it to be oh the real champs are back now don't go gone off death triangle have you like i think this could reheat death triangle all over again and i think re- even
2: if they lose the seventh they'll oh, lose of course it on. will yeah
3: but i think this could reestablish the belts in a different way and i want to see kenny and the books go the separate ways the Chicago's, I just don't know. I'm fascinated to watch it, though.
1: Before I get your thoughts, um, my pr- predictions for tonight, yeah. I know this is going to happen everywhere, AW goes, probably just Chicago. I think we may well get dueling FCM Punk, F the Elite Chance, just because we're in Chicago. And I think there will be elements who maybe bought tickets just to do that. You know, like people take it to wave signs for people who, I don't understand all that. But anyway, uh, my pick for the finish is, yes, a Death Triangle win. Use is of it that, physically impossible? It's not. It's, it's incredibly physically possible. So, Pack and Kenny take each other out of the match. And let's say Penta is. Uh, no, sorry, Phoenix has been taken out. and Penta's going to eat a Meltzer driver. And they're setting up and they're going to do that. But, Adam, you're asking yourself wait a second. So, Penta's going to eat it. And Pack and Phoenix have been taken out of the match. Who's going to wield the hammer? Alex Abrahantes. As he jumps up, he's just going to clock one of the Jacksons in the back. Pac's going to be even happier. (laughs) This little twat who's been hanging around with his mates. It makes him
2: less cool. Yeah.
3: Penta Sears, use the hammer!
1: (laughs) And then, yeah, Penta does, I don't know, some more hammer stuff if you want for for the win. But yeah, your thoughts on the the reception for the Elite.
3: I had one more spot prediction. You know, they'd re... Like, I'm so pleased they did because it's one of my favourite all-time spots. They re-ran that Kataru Crusher handspring thing that yeah, yeah. counters it. I think she should counter out of it, but the book should be waiting for him with a double super kick. Yes. Ooh. So, like, he keeps countering it, but they know, now know because yeah. it's happened twice. So. That's the kind of
2: thing we're going yeah. to get, and it's going to be awesome. As for the Chicago thing, right, it's interesting. They were cooling. Look, like, it's never been Money in the Bank 2011 in the first dance for Sh- CM Punk in Chicago. If you recall... The buildings
3: weren't selling out anymore, were they? That's, the buildings
2: yeah. weren't selling out. And even in WWE, after, um, whatchamacallit, Money in the Bank 2011, he did two pay-per-view matches with Chris Jericho, Extreme Rules 2012, and one in 2014 was a payback? 20 uh,
3: 2013, 20 his first one after The Undertaker loss wasn't it? 2013,
2: 2013 so yeah. payback, yeah, not 2014, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, oh, CM Punk's yeah. yeah." But it's not like, that is my hero, and I will not sit down until he wins sort Had of thing. Had his Blackhawks
3: trunks on the whole deal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but like. it
2: wasn't like the ultimate mm. thing. Um And indeed, that was happening in Chicago. In AEW as well. There was a snowstorm. But the TV rating didn't reflect mm-hmm. how much the real hardcores were into that thing. Um And then, as you said, Fat Boy! <laughs> there was a little bit of creeping anti-CM Punk sentiment in there as well. But... Everything's changed now that he's not there. It could be a case of you don't know what it's got, what you've got until it's gone. Now that he's been plucked away from AEW seemingly forever, it's not like, oh yeah, I love Phil. Oh, he's pissed me off a little bit, even if I'm from Chicago. It's, oh, he's been taken away from me. My man has been taken away from me. So I think the complexion has changed radically from that um, all-out go-home to now, given the all-out presser. So I do think there there will be a, uh, uh, feeling that the AEW Pro Punk Camp in Chicago has been scorned, like very, very scorned by all of this. But conversely, um, all in Chicago, pro wrestling teasers in Chicago, they call Cabanas Mister Chicago, so that, C- that's Col- kind of <laughs> Colt Col- uh, Col- <laughs> Col- Cabano, Colt Cabano, Colt Cabano Is from Chicago Pro Wrestling Tees They sold a the million Bullet Club t-shirts In mm-hmm. there There's a big AEW That's why they've Gone to All In That's why they've Had Chicago Before CM Punk Even turned up In AEW People were saying Oh they run Chicago Too much That's because they love The a in All Elite Wrestling mm-hmm. So I just hope that The fans have fun with it Hope that they don't Have a fight yeah, <laughs> can you imagine uh-uh. it's not like a pretty uh, football crowd is it All these, I,
3: like, it's so funny in the t-shirts as well like yeah. a bullet club t-shirt and a punk t-shirt it's swinging it's <laughs> like hooligans
2: <laughs> <like, laughs> it's just not happening I, uh, like, look at me I go to wrestling you shows you did when Millwall
3: I, you foreshadowed it this is a Millwall true. dynamite
2: you know what I mean Like I go to a wrestling show and I have high opinions on wrestlers I like and dislike I'm not going to have a fight with anyone when people are more like me than anything else <laughs> Kick um, his show. ass! Kick his ass! Sid. You are going to take kick his, his ass, siege You are
1: going to take an invisible dog lead though, because that would be absolute bad. No
2: mate. yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, he likes you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so basically, I just hope they have fun with it. They realise it's not to be taken too seriously, and they react however they want to react. The customers always right, etc., etc. Apart from when they're f-ing saying what they're always right. <laughs> they're always right. I'll like allow that one. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So I just hope that they do it within the rhythm and the flow of the match. When the elite are on offense, chant the elite. When um, Death Triangle are on office, offense, like you know what I mean. Like yeah. just yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just incessantly do CM Punk chants for twenty minutes because you'll just ruin it. Can um, be just have, be part of the show with it and let the people who actually don't really care about CM Punk, like because at least the um, New work crowd went two minutes yeah. and then stopped because got they were the just got
3: into the match do something like yeah. that if you must can them, can there be a spot where like penta for example is holding nick jackson legs of kimbo and pax going at to the top rope to do like a coup de gras double stomp but then the books reverse it at the last minute, so he hits Penta in the balls, and Excalibur goes.
2: He's stepping on his own dick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there you like go. yes. Like have some fun with it. Yeah.
1: Do you think the second match in the series main events, or could it open the show? And if it did open the show, what would that <laughs> sound like?
2: Well, okay, I'm trying to think of how this all goes. I'll try to be quick because so I know we're running short on time. Bring the boom. Boom! Where's it not? You know what that means? And I think what I'd love to see is that you'd have Jericho issue main events. Jericho is a reliable draw. And just what I miss is this match is so great, we're just going to go straight to the ring. Hmm. We want that. You, that's the indication of it's going to go long. You want it to go long. It's going to go long. As long as Shabbat is dick. You ever see that bad boy in the trunks? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, aye, I want that. But Sorry,
3: then again, we'll carry Kansas. On, and carry, uh, and, uh, anything's oh my God with this for me. Anything. <laughs> just for a moment on your intro there. Like, JR loves the intro so much to Dynamite that he does it every week on Rampage. He's <laughs> <And>, uh, <laughs> like three uh, weeks in now. Like the one who was like, oh, just Friday night, you know what that means? JW Dynamite. Well, Trampage, but full gear tomorrow. It's like you just saying all three, are you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a dark, dark evolution. It's all of it, actually. I love how
2: light like, is. You know how um, people have that, like, those dream boards where they can manifest things. <laughs> Jim Ross's pitiful attempt to get back on Wednesday nights. Hey, if I keep saying it's Wednesday, maybe one day I'll be wrong on Wednesday.
3: Oh, he's been instructed to light the audience so they don't switch over. <laughs> oh, we put Dynamite on. Cool. <laughs>
1: Uh, You mentioned Jericho Ishii there. Yes, they are fighting. There's two championship matches uh, tonight. Uh, Ring them on a championship. Let's talk about first. I mean, it's another win for the Ocho, isn't it?
3: Yeah.
1: The Ocho! (laughs) The Ocho!
3: I'm measuring my expectations on this, and I probably shouldn't. Um, Ishii is theoretically this guarantee of a really good time, but not, as it turns out, a guarantee of a good match. Uh, Jericho will have a lot of fun with that character and the things he tries to do and can't. There'll be some, like, like no selling the no-selling is something that doesn't always happen with Ishii in the kind of comical way. It's more, God, I thought I was hard, but he's even harder. Jericho will just sell it, will just totally clown around it, and I think there's a lot of fun to be had there, but this might have a lower ceiling than the graphic would suggest. Uh, Jericho will win, which doesn't help. The fact it's totally predictable. Vi Guevara's help because Hager's busy with... Orange Cassidy? Yeah, why not? Like it makes no sense to this character to start winning clean. Like he's got to keep cheating. He's got to keep clinging onto this belt and Well oh, Garcia with the bloody LZ. Yeah, like is that comeback gonna happen soon? Like, if nothing else, right? Garcia's like Garcia's right if it's confusing and he'd like to think that there'll be an explanation. Maybe there won't be, but the final battle's coming up and he's the pure champion. So you either book him in a pure title feud now or you do champions challenge and have Jericho and Garcia work FTR of the main event or whatever it's gonna be, he should feature mm. so it's weird enough that he isn't there especially if he isn't there in the run-up to final battle The i like this match again more for what it looks like as a graphic but there's a so you made a point on was it right it was like regarding the scripting there my brother jimmy uso or whatever like my father ray mysterio yeah. who's on smackdown like no tv show would allow scripting that bad no again like wrestling gets a lot of free passes no tv show would allow the amount of New characters that just come in are really important for ages and then don't matter whatsoever. And this is a little bit of an example of that. Every time an issue's been used, you're kind of told to be really excited. It doesn't matter that he's brand new and he's never related to any of the stories. It's always great. And then when it's not so great, you're like, well, what was any of that investment for? So that's why I'm going to measure my expectations now and hope that this over delivers slightly. The Kingston match ruled. The Kingston match was good. The Adam Cole match was oh, a real was, letdown.
2: Yeah, it was a real letdown. I think, and the tag did nothing for me.
3: Yeah. best friend's tag didn't do much for me.
2: I think on Garcia that they are deliberately scaling back his presence with the idea being that if Guevara can't make the difference, I think they just got a massive, massive near fall save in mind. Where Garcia, having been lurking in the background or off the radar, can then mm. really maximize like um dragging the referee out or do or doing like a belt shot from out of nowhere. Yeah, this match it'll be I don't think it's gonna be great. I'm the same. I think it'll be very, very fun. Chris Jericho selling fear with that wonderful face of his, after being a knob and being smarmy as anything a few minutes beforehand, his wonderful face will be wonderful, selling the fact that Ishii is really hard when he comes back from something at the end. Has anyone ever
3: kicked out the Judas effect? John Moxon. So, John You know what they could do, though? Because the way she sells, you could have him take a Judas effect. But that's bounce what I was going to say. against the ropes and get hit with the second one. Jericho panics in the split. Like, he might fall over, but he's he's only bouncing off the ropes. What? So he panics and it's the second yeah. one. And that's what Gadsden... was just about to say that. I think he will hit it. Is will go... <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then, like, Jericho's gone. Oh, do it again then. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're Given that one just for that, yeah. Cause yeah. that pop of, like, oh,
3: like Jesus, Jesus Christ. He
2: might have gone down, but we'll
3: never quite know. Yeah, he's yeah, a freak. yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, Also, All-Atlantic Championship, uh, Orange Cassidy versus Mr... I like this hat, Jake Hager. How do you see this one playing out? Um,
2: Eight minutes, three stars at best. Um, (laughs) Look, Hager, we say this all the time, good in brawls, multi-man brawls, great in tags, singles, not good at all. I like the idea of... Jake Hager knows that he's probably not the brightest bulb in the world, and they play into that aspect of his character. I like the idea of Orange Cassidy trying to do the leg kicks and... Jake Hager being so thick that he doesn't realize it's a psychological taunt <laughs> and just like standing there like with that vacant <laughs> expression that he often wears. I think this could be fun. I genuinely think this could be a mildly amusing Gentleman's Three because even though I don't like the hat stuff and I think they've taken it too far, Hager on several occasions, championships, yeah! He's got it in him. Yeah, He's got a bit of a patter bomb in him. So I do think he will have fun with this casty thing. I think because he. People don't realize that he's got a different type. So if he plays against the type he's considered to be, then it, this could be all right. It's not going to be fun, great,
3: let's face it. <laughs> Inspired by Shibata in the rich history of Japanese wrestling, Orange Cassidy is going to steal Hager's hat. Uh, he's going <laughs> to <laughs> win the match. He's going to take the hat and he's going to put it in his bag. And like, that's going to kick off a JAS best friends thing that we're not going to love, but it's going to finally signpost the end of JAS Blackpool Combat Club.
2: And it's going to be 18 months long. Yeah, too long. <laughs> you, you're good.
1: You're just not right there, Hamlet. Because the person who's actually going to steal Jake Hager's hat is. Venus for evil, my wife? you got
3: any evil overtones for now that he's evil Dan Oh yeah, you got we'll any go that to, add to that, Yeah, you put the teeth. This Dan Housie.
1: Uh, and he's gonna not curse Jake Hager. He's gonna t- curse our boys 2.0, and then we'll get loads of fun stuff hopefully online with everything bloody going wrong for him. <laughs> I know they could do something like that, and, and I miss seeing them on on telly uh, or at all. To be perfectly honest, Uh but yeah, OC to OC to retain.
2: Yeah, 2.0 did some supplementary AEW content that got raves about online. DraftKings wasn't it?
1: Or did someone's office? It? That was at the
3: PIF, wasn't it? They did the DraftKings advert.
1: Yeah, they were walking around some officers. Uh, <laughs> I think it was DraftKings like Someone like that
3: I want them just to feud Like with Danhausen So Daddy Magic Can just scream about Different kinds of teeth yeah. You want my moles You want my canines <laughs> There's been enough canines in AEW uh, Finally
1: uh, Michael Cedric What happened with Jay Cargill and Bow Wow I don't
3: know <laughs> Bow Wow
2: I don't actually know I was meant to research this And then Germany Japan happened
3: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so, so we know a was,
1: fight,
2: right? It was after a concert.
1: There was they got into it with with Jade and the Baddies. We'll Been
3: built not on socials,
1: and they're going to reveal all tonight. It's, I suppose it's, it's not really long we can speculate on. We're going to find out, aren't we?
3: Is it all a work, or are they turning the shoot into a work? I, I haven't do, seen. I, I haven't know. seen the fight footage to see if, like, you can watch it with a wrestling know. head and spot it as a
2: probably all a work.
3: Yeah. I, d- I don't really know. Yeah. Mix AEW's record with celebrities. Where are we at now? Mixed like trends. Trends good. Trends bad. What's the uh,
2: Mixed. I mm. don't think it's the WWE thing where it's automatically guaranteed.
3: <laughs> the Bigger stars than their own wrestlers. Yeah. yeah, so
2: I don't know what this is. I would much prefer that they really started to build the person who's going to dethrone Jade Cargill. Mm. I don't need any more. <laughs> it's uh, sense it's not going to be Bow <laughs> so, You know what I, what I think they should do? I Warm. think they should because she's so good at working larger women and she's still like so popular and she never ran out of steam, really. Riho. Yeah. There's
1: a Jade Cargill. Be awesome. That would be an amazing visual as well. Oh, and yeah, we were specul- on it, speculating on this earlier, and I think we ended up with uh, Bow Wow challenging anyone of Jay Cargill's choice to a match, and that's how we we eventually get a Rick Ross match, because we just want a Rick Ross <laughs> match, basically, <laughs> long and short of it here. Uh, but yes, more from Jay Cargill and Bow Wow this evening. Very quickly, no women's match advertised, They are surely going to put one on, even yeah, if course. it's just a brief squash um who, any ideas? I, I mean, is it gonna be Jamie Hater related? Saraya, perhaps? And were they gonna start getting into it with each other?
3: Probably Jamie Hayter versus Jay Lethal. Like <laughs> third quarter gra- <laughs> yeah. graphic in the opener, just flash it up
2: there. I would have Jamie Hater win, cut a promo, tease a future direction for winter is coming or whatever. Um oh, who could she beat? Who could she bloody beat? The bunny. That's a,
3: she's a baby face. So well, Jamie hates a heel, technically. No, not. I'm saying that's why she needs a baby oh, face. Oh, sorry, I thought you said... I, I thought, oh, the, I thought the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny were faces now. because on
2: the roster page. Sheeda, she feels more like she could do a Winter is Coming. Yeah, she's really there's a over, match in that, isn't it? Merch. Yeah, there's a
3: build. Also on that, just, I hope Tony Storm gets one of them patronising 30-second backstage things just to react to losing and says she's going to get a belt back or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think they
2: could build a match. They might have even worked together, but I think they could build a rematch. Um... Ruby Soho? A returning Ruby Soho.
1: Willow Nightingale is always good. Willow Nightingale. We love
2: Willow yeah. Nightingale. They had a good match they did. on Rampage mm-hmm. and run that back. Yeah. yeah. Well, very quickly, if they do do that. It's time to play, time to play the game.
1: What game is that, Michael Situate?
2: Well, I'll do this quick because Hamflit is going to have a long walk home. Thank you. Or a painful walk home. Yeah. Because that to be quick and your balls will hurt. Is <laughs> that a vasectomy? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, actually. On the...
1: These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: So basically, in order to satirize constantly, make them uphold to a better standard, we poke fun at the obligatory nature of the one paltry women's match you get every single week by guessing the exact hour, minute, and second. And the idea is the closer we get to the exact hour, minute, and second, of the first time you hear the first note of the first women's wrestler entering that match, you realize, hang on, mm, bit of a trend developing here. Mm, it's a bit obligatory and token, this, and they need a bloody changer, don't they? And the name of this game, of course, is, well, it's this is night, and I'm thinking
3: no
1: I don't know who won the last round, but I want to give a shout out once again to the to the two guys involved in collecting the, um, not the statistics, uh, the uh, the data. Uh, that is, of course, uh, a now- returned. <laughs> safe and sound. Glad to hear you. See him back on social media. Adam Blair, aka Adam Wilton 4 uh, And the guy who did a wonderful job st- stepping in for Adam as well. Uh, Jose Palomares at the TheHo11 on Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Who wants to go first? Sid, do you want to start us off? No, because I'm setting up the text to write it down okay. my draft, so you can do it mate. Shall I start us off? Yeah, go on. One, I think it's going
1: to be an incredibly brief match. Uh, like you say, a squash, and then we're probably going to get Yeah, maybe Jericho. I would like, I'd prefer the elite to open. So I'm going to will that into existence. (laughs) 132.23. I'll say 117
3: in 10 seconds. Just uh, give a little bit Is more go first hour? in that second hour.
1: Is Sidge going to go first hour? Is he an idiot? i going to go
2: first <laughs> hour. I'm an idiot, but I'm not going to go first hour. A wrong foot, you dickhead. All along, LTST baby. I don't think they're going to start in the ring, the Elite. I think they're going to main event. Oh, oh, son of uh, and with that in mind, I think they're going to get some time. Time out the ass, actually. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 120. 45.
1: One twenty forty four. Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. Um, let me I'll get in ten minutes.
3: <laughs> right. Let's no, do. Even if there's no match, and it's just like you got your Jade Cargo thing. It's enough. Yeah, yeah. You got three at the pay per view. So if anything, we did to do I'm one up. I'm one <laughs> up. So calm down. Goal difference reset to zero as of tonight. <laughs>
1: Uh, it's a shout out, to, shout out to Adam Blair and Jose Palomar, who's going to keep his tubs on all that. And let us know your thoughts ahead of Dynamite tonight. We have are Good PK
2: from Gundogan. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, we're going find to find out more about what's happening with the TNT Championship, Samoa Joe, new champion, of course, and maybe even uh, what's next for Swerve in our glory after the uh, split, in the words of Keith Lee. <laughs> as he said on the uh, road team uh, but let us know your thoughts on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE well they you can follow all three of us you can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. follow Michael Sidgwick at M um, Sidgwick follow me at Adam Wilbur follow us all at WhatCultureWWE as I said make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts the NXT review is available right now and it was a particularly good one today uh, it was trust me you don't need to have watched NXT to enjoy it uh, and of course we'll be back back Tomorrow, with our review of AEW Dynamite. But for now, this has been the Dynamite Preview. My thanks to the Daddy Voice. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh.